Nine Inch Nails came back haunted here at 100.3. The X rocks. It's uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J, and uh, Nick's still on vacation. Randy filling it aptly. And on the phone, we have uh, our go to guys when it comes to movies uh, from Nerd Repo is Kyle and Brent. Uh, good morning, fellas. How are you today? Wonderful morning. How are you? Hey, we're doing great, man. And, uh, you know, originally we uh, were going to go ahead and uh, talk about uh, The the World's End, which is, is coming out in theaters. Uh, and then we'll get into the Batman stuff, which which all came down last night. So, uh, guys, what did you think of The World's End? What's your review on that? Well, I actually haven't had a chance to ask Kyle about this yet. I saw the film a few weeks back with just a room full of critics. Um, I was the youngest person in the audience by about 20 years. So I enjoyed the film, but... I didn't get that experience of having a theater full of people that were really laughing it up and that kind of infectious vibe. So I was really curious to see what Kyle thought about it, having seen it with a full house. Uh, yeah, I got that experience. Uh, the crowd was really into it. Um, they just they were vibing with the uh, with the humor and the action. Uh, it, I laughed a lot. The action beats were actually really kind of impressive. Uh, Edgar Wright, the director, took uh, a lot of his. Uh, skills you learned on Scott Pilgrim and translated into some pretty brutal hand-to-hand combat scenes, and uh, the entire audience was loving it start to finish, and, and I did as well. Uh, now, of course, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't think it was was written and 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 put together as a, a trilogy of sorts, but I mean, they've kind of played it up in that way, and I think I even saw a couple of jokes, uh, you know, referencing some of the other movies, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, being the the two previous movies, right? Yeah, there were yeah, definitely some allusions in there to the other stuff. Uh, for, for fans that have seen Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, there are definitely a, a few winks and nods. And we're here, we're here, big fans of, of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and, and Nick Frost, of course, and uh, we can count on those guys for giving uh, a great performance. Uh, definitely a movie that people need to go see this weekend, uh, however, guys? I'd say, yeah. Uh, I think it, it's, it's as good, arguably better than... Uh, um, probably Hot Fuzz, and it, it competes with Shaun of the Dead. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun, a lot of good action, a lot of good comedy, great performances from the cast. It's, uh, it's one of the better films of the summer. Yeah, and you know, Hot Fuzz was a really funny movie at the end. It took a while to get there for a lot of people, um, and, and Shaun of the Dead, I think, was one of those things where it was curious from the very beginning because of, you know, it was before really the zombie thing took took everybody by storm. So does this kind of have a good portion of both of those aspects in, in this movie? I don't know how Brent feels, but I felt like this was more in in the spirit of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it felt uh, like it hit some of the similar beats, but in new ways, and uh, it was just a loving skewer of, of science fiction films. Yeah, I, I, I'm not to agree with Kyle on that one. It definitely felt like it was paced a lot tighter, much like Shaun of the Dead, and it seemed to have a lot more fun with itself. Um, I mean, Hot Fuzz was definitely a fun movie, but it was also a bit on the, on the long side, and being that they were sort of skewering the, the like Michael Bay style action films, some of that stuff isn't quite as funny as watching you know the, the, your tried and true sci-fi and zombie movie tropes just being taken apart. Yeah, that's that's true, and I think that all of us here can can easily say we'll be seeing the world's end uh, sooner than later. Now let's get into the uh, the big news that happened yesterday, last night. Uh, Man of Steel two, uh, they announcing that uh, Ben Affleck will be cast as Batman, and um, you know I think taking uh, I mean it took over the social media world last night. Uh, what was your guys' impression? What do you think? How does this? Where does Ben Affleck stand for you guys as a choice for Batman? 
Well, I broke the news to Kyle. I, I was uh, checking Twitter on my drive home and uh, saw that it was going to be Affleck, so I sent him a quick text, and Kyle's reply was, oh, God, no. So, Kyle, Kyle, not not a fan of, of the, the choice. Why, why not for you, Kyle? I think he's a fine actor. I think he can be good in, in the right roles, normally smaller ones, and I think he's turned into a really fine little director, but he's wrong for the role, mainly because his worst work is in big-budget action films. Uh, I don't think he's done anything that I've been impressed by that's been a tentpole movie, and he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the darkness and, and sort of the uh, uh, haunted eyes and kind of charisma that a Batman character needs to have. Uh, I, he's better suited for almost anyone else in the Justice League rather than Batman, in my opinion. And and Brent, what's your what's your take on on Ben Affleck as Batman? And see, I'm going to argue with Kyle there about the the, the hauntedness and and the conflict internally. Um, I think if you go back and you watch him in the town, I think he's brilliant in that movie. I think it's one of his best performances, and I think he brings a lot of duality to that role, which I think could carry over well uh, for the role of of uh, of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. And if you look at, you know, the uh, the flip side of things, if you look at Affleck's very charming sort of public persona now that he's become this, this A-list director, you, you watch him go on talk shows and do interviews and stuff, like, you, you look at that dude and he's just all smiles and handing it up, and you tell me that that's not Bruce Wayne. I mean, I, I think I think he's going to nail it. I think he's a great choice. I think you put a you put some a little bit of beef on. He's got like the like kind of the, the square jaw look and the the handsomeness to pull off the Bruce Wayne slash Batman thing. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about the casting. It's not who I wanted, but it's uh, it's a pretty good choice for, in my opinion. Brent, who was who was it that you were pulling for to get the part? Josh Brolin, all the way. As, as soon as I heard he was rumored for the part, I was like, that needs to be Batman. I think like the entire world agreed with you because I was in that in that area too. As far as as hopefully that that's who's going to get the role if it wasn't going to be Christian Bale. Now Randy's over here hooping and hollering because you like Ben Affleck. He he seems to love Ben Affleck, but just a few minutes ago couldn't name the last few movies that Ben Affleck has acted in. No, no, I can name the movies. You couldn't. You had to go look them up. <laughs> I just haven't seen them. Here's here's my deal. He's won an Academy Award for writing. Now for directing, he's gonna win one for acting. You'll he, see. No, no, that's not gonna happen. And I just like him. I think he's he's awful. He's underrated. I, he's like Nickelback of acting. Like people just love to hate him. <laughs> uh, well, there's a reason. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you saw some of all fears, which ruined Tom Clancy movies. It's taken almost 13 years for a new Tom Clancy movie to get in the made because of Ben Affleck. Daredevil was terrible. In fact, he wouldn't even be getting these roles uh, of like the town, for example, Brent, you mentioned, and Argo, but he directed those roles. So maybe if he directs a movie, he's got a better chance. Can we talk about Gigi for a second? You want to talk yeah, about I, that? I don't think you can fault the actor if, if they're working with a bad script, though. You, you brought up Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil was doomed from the get-go. It was, it was just not a well-written movie. And that was back before we sort of got into this renaissance of superhero films that have actually been good. You know, Daredevil was very early in the, the like the superhero film boom uh, when Hollywood was still trying to figure things out. So I, I don't think you can fall Affleck for that movie. Here's my main concern, and I, I think I'm kind of like there with Kyle when it comes to the fact that, um, you know, even Man of Steel, they had had that dark kind of shadow over it, uh, which really kind of gives you a reality and when and when you think about it. And that's why I hated uh, the, the Batman and Robin, the whole Verhoeven, you know, kind of shoemaker 
you know series of movies because it was so campy and now that we've got this new uh, um, revival of these comic book movies they're, they're very dark and they're very set in a real aspect of like terrible tragedies happening and violence and I just it's hard for me to picture you know Ben Affleck being a heroic person in that in that in those roles is just tough. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. So um, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. It made me sick to my stomach, and I guess we're just gonna have to see how it plays out. But we've got plenty of time to uh, to fight over the Ben Affleck decision, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, my my biggest thing for uh, for the casting is behind the scenes with Ben Affleck. He came out about five or six months months ago when he was offered to direct the Justice League by Warner Brothers and to take the Batman starring role, and he didn't want it. And he even came out and said he thinks he's beyond doing those kind of films. So six months later, for him to come back and say, nah, the paycheck is right, and, and to take the role, it says to me that he's not wholeheartedly into this, and that's when you get a bad Ben Affleck performance. Well, we'll see how it plays out. You can find uh, more uh, from these guys at nerdrep.com, nerdrepository.com. Kyle, Brent, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys. We super appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And I know that we had uh, had talked about maybe somehow putting together a chance for us to get together on your guys' podcast. You want to talk about that for a second? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we do the Drinks and Discourse podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes or on Podkicker if you use Android. Um, we're about it's about 30 shows deep right now. It's, it's just like this. It's nerd talk. We cover television, movies, comic books, video games, just um, you know, whatever's on our minds, and it's no holds barred. So, yeah, you, you guys have had us on, you know, quite a few times. We'd love to return the favor and get you guys onto our show if we could facilitate that. Yeah, and I was saying, fly us down. I got to say real quick, <laughs> Brent's the only person in the history of the show to talk to you separately, Nick separately, you guys together, and then now us. That's yeah. pretty historic, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll put you right up there with Ben Affleck. <laughs> An awesomeness. All right, guys, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. And, again, go check out nerdrep.com. Uh, and you will not be disappointed. They've got a lot of great news, and they break it, and it's awesome.